Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Let Fear Bounce. This is Kim Langling, your host, and today I have with me the lovely Erin Harrigan. She is a writer, author, coach, and speaker, and she speaks on the healing power of trading in self-reliance for surrender to make God your business partner. Now, she's got a lot more to talk about, and I'm going to let her do that and explain what her business is, and I want—I certainly want to hear all about her book. So, Erin, welcome. Welcome to Let Fear Bounce. Oh, Kim, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. It is an, truly an honor to be able to share with your audience. I am looking forward now as an author myself. I, when I see someone else has a book out, I just sit there and go, yay, and get little, get little tingles in my tummy. So I want to hear about your book. Yes. So the book that I published actually March 31st, 2020 self-published, it went live on Amazon. I did not realize that I was going to publish it in a pandemic. It really was the culmination of some work that I was doing with my coach. So my business is teaching Christian business women how to pursue success God's way. It was completely born out of my own experience moving from corporate into entrepreneurship and then sort of hitting this wall where I was like, wait a minute, this is not what I thought success would be. And through a conversation with a mentor whom I lovingly call in the book, The Velvet Hammer, she said to me, you know, you don't know who you are or whose you are. And that opened up this whole world to what does it look like to surrender my self-reliance, my self-centeredness and allow the Lord to be my business partner. And what he gave me in that was this idea of pursuing success God's way. So in 2019, I started a podcast called the Hustle with Heart podcast and heart stands for helping entrepreneurs align results to God's truth. And in August of 2019, my coach and I were just sort of brainstorming on like, how else do we get this message out there and what does it mean and who needs this message? And she said, I think it's time for you to write a book. And I thought, no, I don't think that's time right now. <laughs> um, but as we talked through it, she said, you know, you have, you have content because you've been doing your podcast and there are people who might listen to the podcast, but there are people who love to read books. So we sort of started to call all of that information and kind of put it together in in a book that I wanted to be a little bit of my story, but a practical application because in all of my entrepreneur career of 11 years, I've read a lot of books, but I haven't always been good at applying what I learned. And especially for Christians, as we read the Bible, sometimes, you know, we're just reading the Bible of the day on our version app, but we're not really thinking about, okay, so how do I put that into action? So that's really what I wanted the book to be was a, a place where someone could just pick it up and read a chapter and gain value, but also know how to put it into action. So that's what we did. I self-published, like I said, March 31st, 2020. Um, I wasn't going for bestseller status. I just, it simply was another medium, if you will, for mm -hmm. continuing to share this idea that, you know, we're really good at sort of like saying like, hallelujah, Lord, you're in my life. But in our businesses, I think sometimes we think we have to take it all on ourselves and we don't like it's logical that the Lord would be in our business, but I don't know that we always leave him margin. I don't know that we know how to do that. So it was really the impetus for the book for those who wanted to understand, okay, well, how do I do this? So. 
I think that's awesome because you are absolutely correct that, you know, as an entrepreneur myself, you do find yourself falling into your daily tasks or your projects that you're on and deadlines, whether they're set by someone else or set by yourself. And you don't, you don't bring God into the equation. You might, you know, in the morning, thank him for another day. And at the end of the day, thank him for another day. But throughout the day, and I, you know, I can honestly admit, I don't, I don't a lot, very often thank him throughout the day or think about it as him being my co-pilot. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. You probably have seen there's this the bumper sticker that says like, you know, Jesus is my co-pilot or my boss is a Jewish carpenter, right? Like, (laughs) but I don't know that we, and I know that I, I'm not always good at this, but what I learned over this journey of giving God the reins in my business uh, is that it's not only about those prayers of thanks and, okay, could you bless this or could you bless that? It's, it's truly asking, Lord, what do you want out of this business? I was doing this this morning because I have a five-day um, faith and business challenge that's coming up next week. And I was sort of like, okay, Lord, like this registration doesn't look like I thought it would, but what is, what is your desire for this business? Why did you give me this business? And the world is very loud, Kim. It's very loud about this is what success should look like, or you should be going for more or push harder or do more. And I think especially as women, we're very susceptible to allowing the world's noise to be the loudest volume. And so if we don't take time to stop and, and pray over the decisions that we need to make or pray over what our to-do list looks like or pray over, you know, whom, whom shall I serve today? then we can get really caught up in driving our own agenda and we don't leave room for the Lord to do supernatural things. And I don't mean that like in a woo-woo magic sense, but that he can take our small steps and multiply them in ways that, that we would have no idea. And um, I'm really hoping my, my computer says it will restart. Hold on, hold on. Try tonight. Okay. (laughs) Um, We think it's a small step, but to the Lord, you know, I mean, he could exponentially multiply that, but we don't leave him margin. Right. Right. You're right. Yeah. There's, there's been many times in, in my journey here. Now I, I am, I just became a full-time entrepreneur when I lost my job Mm -hmm. during the pandemic Mm. and it was a well-paying job. I loved loved what I did. I've been in sales and marketing for 24 years. And then all of a sudden I'm not right. You know, and for one day, one day I let myself be a little anxious and worry and a little angry too, you know, you're thrown in there, but only for one day. And I've been, I've been writing for 17 years. I had, you know, thought of doing a podcast, but you know, I'm thinking working full time, don't have all of that. You know, it's just too much the busyness and the loudness of everything. Yeah, yeah. And the second day I woke up and said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to do my thing full time now because I honestly believe God put me in this place. And at this time for a reason, Mm. because it had been on my heart for so many months and I gave myself a deadline of 12 months, 12 months. And I'm going to do my own thing. And I kept thinking, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm at a certain age in my life now where I, I am, I feel like I'm in a, you know, starting a new season. 
Yes. And I feel like there's much, much more. Truly, in my heart, I feel that God is telling me there is more for you to do, and this is the time you need to start doing it. Yes. And so, without fear, it's one of the reasons I named this podcast Let Fear Bounce. Without fear, I said, okay, God, I got no income. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> unemployment's not going to last forever, but I'm following you. I'm going to listen, take my humanness, you know, out of the equation and I'm going to listen. Five months later, I have done so many amazing collaborative projects with people. I've met dozens and dozens of amazing people from around the world. I've published two books. Um, a third is just now beginning. Mm -hmm. I've been in a collaborative book. I've been in a couple magazines and all of that happened since the beginning of December, yeah, you know, and none of that would have happened. I believe if I hadn't said, okay, God, you, you lead me where I'm supposed to go. A hundred percent. I really don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's where he meets us, right? Like I, I love that story, Kim, because you know, it's when we it's when we let go of that. It's when we surrender. And and it's so scary. And and one of the reasons I, I love the title of this podcast, because we can let fear swirl, you know, and we can let fear stop us. And that that is so where the enemy wants us. And and the enemy wants us there because he knows that the Lord has has created us, as it says in Ephesians 2:10. We are his workmanship, predestined for work, right? And so he's already created those things, but until we, until we push everything out of the way, until we kind of come to the end of ourselves, I guess, in our brokenness or, and maybe we don't feel broken, but like you said, allowing yourself that day of sort of mourning and whatever, and then saying, okay, Lord, I am all in what, what's next. It, it's in those moments where he meets us and says, okay, now you're ready for me to open this door. Or you're faithful with this little bit. So now I know I can trust you to connect you to these people or that collaboration or whatever. And, and then watch him provide. Like That's what always has amazed me is that in my surrender, he has provided far beyond what I anticipated. And not always from a material standpoint. Right. right? But just like we see him provide and we're like, whoa. Last week I was in, I just came back last night from Honduras. We were on a mission trip. And one of the women, each day we shared our testimony. And on Sunday, on Monday, um, one of the women was sharing that, you know, if I had just made this decision instead of that decision or that decision instead of this one, like I wouldn't be sitting here. And she kind of was connecting these dots. And I think it's the way that the Lord enables us to open our eyes to finally see him working and then we go where he's working. Right. Yeah. And so I, I, I often say, you know, looking back, because I, I call myself a newbie Christian. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't come to my faith until my mid-30s. Yeah. I'm, I'm 53. So yep. less than 20 years. Yeah. And I didn't grow up with, you know, uh, going to church or any sort of religious background or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um single mom working two and three jobs and us kids had to be, we had to be pretty independent. 
and Sunday was not a day for church. Right. You know, at our home, that was the day to, uh, you know, let mom rest and we did our chores and stuff so mom could rest because she had a really hard week. Yeah. You know, so it was just, you know, just how I was raised. Life happens and, you know, the swirl. You mentioned the word swirl. Mm -hmm. I use that word a lot mm -hmm. saying, had this swirl going on, you know, in my head and my heart and life was just hammering me, mm -hmm. you know, things that just happen, life altering things, you know, not little things, big things, just boom, 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 right after the other, you will find yourself. And I say this a lot to people as well. You're going to find yourself on your knees someday. Oh yeah. And whether you want to be there or not, whether you fall on your own or God assists you. <laughs> That's a you kind know, way to put it. Yes. Um, you will find yourself on your knees. Yeah. In my prayer, and I say this to people, even in my family, because I'm pretty much the only believer. Mm -hmm. um, I say, you know, I when you hit those really hard times that, that do bring you to your knees, and it will happen. Mm -hmm. It's just going to. I sincerely pray that your heart is open enough to hear the whisper oh because that's how it happened with me yeah I, I heard a whisper i was literally on my knees sobbing sobbing because all of this weight and all these major things that had happened a friend had committed suicide another one was in a horrible motorcycle accident my uh my grandmother had just died and my husband decided he wanted to divorce this was all within three months bam 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 and I found myself on my knees. I didn't believe in God at that time. That's what I told myself. Mm -hmm. You know, because where had he been? Mm. You know, that was my stubborn question. Right. Or, you know, where's he been? And uh, on my knees sobbing on my living room floor, all of a sudden, and this is how I always explain it to people from behind, it was a gentle whisper. But those who hope in the Lord will soar on wings like eagles. Oh my gosh. And I'm, I stopped. I'm still crying. I stopped and I'm going, well, that sounds Bible-ish. <laughs> I had never read the Bible. I knew I had a Bible in the house somewhere from when we got married or something. Someone had given me one at some point. I was like, oh, thanks. And put it in a drawer somewhere. Um, but I had not ever read the Bible. And my thought was, well, that sounds Bible-ish. But then I had this incredibly almost frantic urge to find that Bible that I knew was somewhere in my house. So I, I was frantic, still crying, digging through my house. There's got, you know, where's this Bible? Where's this Bible? Found it, got back to the living room floor, sat there, opened it. And I'm going, well, there's no table of contents. I don't know how to find anything. I, I don't even understand this. And I, in anger, threw it on the floor, continued my crying and in frustration and, and anger and sorrow, you know, and then I finally, you know, I, I lifted up my head, you know, kind of wiping my face off, trying to take a breath, see the Bible laying there, splayed open where I threw it, reached my hand forward and slid it to me, and then just looked down. And it was as if the words jumped mm. off the page. Mm. Those words were, but those who hope in the Lord will soar on wings like eagles. And I, uh, at that moment... I just thought, okay, you're here. All right. Okay, you're here. Now, did, did I become like this Bible-thumping Christian in that moment? No. Right. 
not at all. Right. <laughs> but that was that first little stepping stone on the path. Yes. For me to seek. Yes. And and my pastor's wife, he she often says, um, Kimmy, she calls me Kimmy. Kimmy, I just love you because you're continually seeking. Mm. She goes, and that's what God wants. She goes, but only now you're seeking, you've got God on your side and you realize it. Right. And I guess I, maybe I always was seeking, but it took me being on my knees and my world falling completely apart for him to finally get my attention. Yes. You know, and I don't wish harm or sadness or big, awful things happening to people. But if that's how God has to get your attention, that's how he has to get your attention. Oh my gosh, Kim, that's so beautiful. Like I have chills thinking about all of that. <laughs> and it, and and you're right. Like it's not just being like, sometimes it's not even kneeling. It's like face down on the floor, you know? And I think that for me, and I talk about this in the book, um, when my mentor said to me, you know, you don't know who you are or whose you are. Uh, and you, you've chosen to do all of these things by yourself, but you have a savior who is here. And she said, do you know Jesus? And I said, well, of course, right? Like literally <laughs> sort of like if people could see my face, it's like, duh. Yeah, duh. And he said, no. <laughs> and here's why, because like you, um, also raised by a single mom, I'm the oldest of four, you know, my mom we went to Catholic church when I was little and then my parents got divorced and we were of course excommunicated from the church, but my mom always had a relationship with God. And she always said, I leave it up to each of you to choose what that relationship will look like. So I kind of thought I knew God. And then on my entrepreneur journey, most of the speakers, most of the books, most of the content that I was absorbing was very universe centric. So I always say, like I say in the book that my view of Jesus was sort of this mashup between like the universe law of attraction and Jesus. <laughs> and I think that what happens for some people is, you know, something, something happens or we sort of come to this broken place or, or whatever it was. And for me, it was, I was on my knees in this condo that we had rented for a week in ocean city, not knowing where we were going with our finances. Cause it was such a mess. And I think that that, that God, we ha we get to that place. And again, I agree with you. I don't wish ill on anyone either. And like God allows us in his grace and mercy to get to that place so that we can go, oh, wait a minute. It's not all of these things. It's this. And for me, my business was my savior. My business was going to save us financially. My business was going to make us wealthy. My business was going to do all of these things. So it was, it, it became my savior in place of him. It became my idol. And in a, as an overachiever, as a driver and striver, as um, an achievement chaser, if you will, my whole life, uh, I just knew that my way out of the poverty I had grown up in was going to be for me to get a job or have a business and be wealthy. And so of course that would be my savior. And of course, and, and I was sort of like, yeah, I know God, you're there. I get it. But like, I'm, I'm going to go do all of these things and I'm going to do more and do more and push and push and push. And it wasn't until my business started to kind of go backwards or like for you, you know, that job loss that it opened my eyes for me to say, hold on a second, maybe I'm not doing this well, right? Like 
maybe there is something more here. And I think when we get to that place, I love when he does things like that. You know, people experience God in so many different ways. And for you, like hearing that whisper, but then this happens to me a lot where I'll open the Bible and I'll be like, where was that first? And then of course it's right there you know, <laughs> right. where I'm like, okay, I hear you Lord. Right. Yeah. Um, and I do think that especially for women in business that, that if we can understand that, first of all, the Lord made us for works, you know, work is in the Bible. He worked mm -hmm. first by creating the Lord made us to be successful. He put in us the desire to be successful. And I'm not talking about blowing that up into like a prosperity gospel, but he made us for those things. And so it's okay to have a business and it's okay to earn money. I, and I think we kind of get lost in, okay, so then where does God fit? Right. You know? And God's like, I want, I'm here to be part of everything in your life. And business is part of that. And I think as, I don't know, I think as women, I can only speak from that perspective because that's who I am. <laughs> um, I think that it's really easy for us to uh, think that we can handle it all by ourselves and make it the hero's journey. And it doesn't have to be. Right, right. And when you're, you know, success doesn't necessarily mean yes. a lot of zeros. Right. You know, and that, that, so I think almost all of us learn that the hard way too. Yes. You know, success might be, well, I think it is on most days. You know, I, the other day I was in the grocery store, putting my groceries in my bag. And all of a sudden I got this little nudge in my head saying, you need to go talk to the cashier. And I stopped. I'm like, oh. This is, I was like, what are you going to have me do now? Isn't that what we do? <laughs> <laughs> but see, years ago, if I would have had that thought, I would have said, what are you, Kim, pack your stuff. You got stuff to do. Get going. Right. I would have completely ignored it. Yeah. Yeah. But now I don't. Yeah. And so I heard that. You got to go talk to the cashier. And so I went to the cashier, left my stuff sitting on the counter and just stood there looking at her. <laughs> she's like can I help you <laughs> and I said ah, and I looked there's two elderly ladies with their money in their hands and they're very very few items I just kind of glanced over at them and I looked at her and I went I really think that I'm supposed to pay for their groceries whoa right she goes that is so amazing she goes hardly anybody ever does stuff like that and I'm like I don't know these women they don't know me but I really think I'm supposed to do this. No, I know I'm supposed to do this. She goes, okay, I'll give you a nod when I'm done, you know, ringing them up. So I go back over and pretend to continue back. <laughs> I mean, I felt so awkward. Right. So awkward. <clears throat> and I look over and she finally gives me the nod and I go back and I stand in between the two older ladies. You can tell they're with each other. Yeah. And I stand in between and the lady says the total. So I swipe my card and the older lady turns out she was 92 she goes, oh, no, no, what are you doing? Oh, no, no. And she was getting all upset. And I turned to her and I went, sweetie, I'm pretty sure, actually, I'm pretty positive. God told me I'm supposed to be doing this for you today. So please let me do this. Right. She starts crying. Yeah. You know, gives me a hug. She didn't have many things. And you could tell it was the staples. Yeah, yeah. You know, what was needed. Right. And the lady behind her may have been her daughter or a caregiver. She was probably in her 70s. 
she, you know, I turned to her and she goes, you are just such a sweetie. And I'm going, no, don't thank me. Right. <laughs> and uh, she said, you know, God bless her. She's 92 and this is such a help to her. And I looked at her and I went, nah, I'm, I'm supposed to pay for yours too. Yeah. And she's, oh, no, you're not. Oh, no, you're not. And I went, um, I, I never win when I argue with God. <laughs> So I'm not going to argue with them now. Do you want to argue with God? And she just looked at me and she goes, no, let's not argue with God today. It's not. <laughs> right. You know, so, I mean, total, it was less than $35 for both of those ladies. Is that something that I planned on doing? That nudge was so strong. Literally words. Yes. To speak to the cashier. Yeah. So I did that and I came home and I sat on my back porch and cried. Yeah. And. It wasn't a sad cry. It, no. it was just one of those. I was so filled. Yes. So filled. And I, I just kept saying, thank you, God. Thank you. Uh, maybe that's, there's a reason why he opened my eyes for that today. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I honestly don't remember how my morning was going. Maybe I was having all these negative, maybe I had negative self-talk going on. Right. Maybe I was having one of those mornings where it's like, Kim, who do you think you are thinking you can do this and be successful? Yes. You know, one of those days. So here it was a reminder. Yeah. And I love what I love about that example, Kim, is just what you said is that success is not always about the zeros or the commas, you know, like the fact that you could do that. And sometimes I, I, I not sometimes all the time, you know, I believe that God gives us those opportunities to say, are you going to trust me? Are you going to trust me? Are you going to trust me that I always bless your obedience and not that we're meant to be obedient just for the blessing, but that are you going to trust that I will put that $35 and probably more back in your account or something will happen and it'll be $35 less. I mean, who knows? Right. Right. But that he puts us in the position of our business to for it to be a vehicle, a vehicle to impact others, a vehicle to serve, a vehicle through which we learn to trust him. For a very long time, um, I have I have a health and wellness business um, in network marketing. And for a long time, I prayed, would you just please take this out of my life? And I could completely relate to Paul, where Paul's like, I've had this thorn and I've prayed for it to be taken. And the Lord said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. So I believe that the vehicle of our business is all of those things. So for example, you know, you, you, maybe you thought you didn't have that $35, but the Lord's like, oh no, no, I've provided for you. Or maybe someone goes to do that. And if they were working in a corporate job, instead of being an entrepreneur, they wouldn't have had the leeway to have the time to be in the grocery store at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Like it's exactly. just all of those pieces. Yep. And I don't look for those things like as signs, you know, but just to connect the dots that says God puts you in this place for such a time as this. Right. And if we are obedient and leaving margin and being open to listening and hearing that um, we may never know on this side of heaven, what, what that was meant to be. But I believe that he gives us the gift of seeing that sometimes so that we can go, wow, like if I didn't have my business, then this wouldn't have happened or that right. wouldn't have happened. You know, one of the thoughts I had later on that day, I was thinking, you know, maybe those ladies, it was just a lovely gesture. Maybe, you know, it's not anything that they needed, but it was a lovely gesture by a stranger. So I'm thinking maybe that was the case. And maybe, because I, I held up the line, obviously, 
uh, I thought, well, maybe it was for someone standing in line behind them that needed to witness that. Yes. And I'm always saying, I just want to be a pebble tosser. You know, I, I, I want to, I jokingly say, I have this mental image of a little bucket of nuggets and they're my nuggets of goodness. <laughs> and when I'm out and about, I just want to toss them every once in a while. <laughs> right. So my, you know, my bucket of nuggets and maybe that was, you know, that was just one of those days where I was tossing nuggets and I didn't even know it. That's right. I mean, who yeah. knows who was standing in that line or the cashier or like who even knows or right. they tell someone, I mean, that's the beauty of it. And I think that sometimes we think we have to do it. Like I'm going to say these words and that's going to turn somebody to love Jesus. Or I'm going to say, I'm going to offer this course. Or I'm going to write this book and that's going to change everything, but it's not up to us. Right. A friend of mine said once, you know, uh, uh, she was relating a story to me. Someone close to her in their, in their same business was saying, I just wish I had the words to be able to explain what an incredible business this is and yada, yada. And my friend said to her, do you really think you have that power to change somebody's heart? Like that's God's job, right? <laughs> Our job is just to show up and be obedient, right? you know, like, Somebody else said to me, I talked about this. Um, I do a daily video on Facebook, uh, but I was listening to someone say that, you know, the, the, the boy who brought the loaves and the fish, like he didn't know he just brought his lunch. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. And then the Lord, like, look what he did with it. Right. And right. so my point was like, just bring the dish, just yeah. bring the dish. Right. Like let the Lord decide who's going to get that. I am guilty of getting caught up in like, is my message enough? Or did I have enough time in my marketing plan? Or did I have the right videos and the right email sequence? And I, I sometimes really think God is like, do you, I got it. All right. Right. You just let me do my job. <laughs> right. Yes. No, I completely agree. 100%. Yes. Because you do find yourself, you, you fall into that. And again, I'm going to use the word swirl. You fall into it that swirl. Cool. And you're going, oh my God. Yeah. And exactly like you said, did I, do I, were my words the right thing for that, for that piece? Right. You know, was that video, should I have put that out there? Should I have been quite so blunt, right. you know, or so direct things like that? Or, you know, or, you know, gosh, is this next, next book? Is anybody even going to read it? You know, things like that. And then you go to the grocery store <laughs> and he pulls you out of that. Yes. And then gives you that, that full view again of, Hey, I've got this. The world is much bigger than your little bubble. Yes. Yes. At times I take that really well. And at other times I'm like, Oh man, I know. It's Sorry. So right. <laughs> you know? right. Right. But the beauty of it is even as we're in that moment, Kim, where we're like, Oh, <laughs> darn it. He's like, I already knew. Yeah, I know. You know? And you're I like, know. oh, right. I know, yeah. I'm still sorry, but I know you already knew. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I, I laugh a lot thinking, I picture my version of him in my head just at times with like a half a grin on his face shaking his head. Yes. Oh, oh, child. Here, there, you, oh, all right. Listen. Uh, yes. I'm going to try this one more time. One more time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I, I 
do. I picture him like, you know, that like God, for those of you that remember the V8 commercial where they were like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> right. I picture the Lord all the time going like, Aaron, come on, come on. <laughs> always, always. And then, like, thank you, Lord, that he is so merciful. Exactly. Yes. His mercy and grace on a daily basis. Oh my gosh. Because without it, oh, I don't know what I'd be doing. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm also very thankful that uh, that my heart is open to hearing and feeling all of that now. Yes. You know, because less than 20 years ago, none of that was in my life. Oh, I know. I mean, I truly came to, you know, saying the prayer of salvation in October 2014. So for me, I'm like, wow, like that's only been six years, six and a half years, whatever it is. And I felt the same way you did. And I, and I still do where I'm just like, I have like a voracious appetite for the word and what does it mean? And what is, you know, I think about that too. And I think, as I think we always do like, man, I wish I knew this so much earlier, but I think God meets, a, we have to go through those things for God to be able to have that impact. Yes. For our eyes, for our eyes and our hearts to be open. Yes. Yeah. yes. yeah and I look back and I, I can see, like you had mentioned earlier, Looking back, you can see the certain things that you know was God putting yeah. in place, even though, oh my goodness, they were hard. Yes. And sometimes seemingly unbearable, some downright, you know, traumatic and awful. Yeah. You look back and, you know, you think, because I, I, I was in the military and um, went through a very traumatic experience in the military and carried with me a lot of heavy anger, mm. Mm. anger and bitterness and all of that. And it's nothing that you would ever wish upon anyone to happen. But I look back now and say, all right, if I hadn't went through that, I wouldn't be able to share my story to help other women. Oh yeah. Yes. The first time I thought that it was kind of hard to swallow. Yeah. Honestly. It's like, you know, you chose me to go through that crap. Are you kidding me? Right. Said in anger. Of course. You know, but then I had this wave of, yes, I did. Right. Right. But it was a, it was gentle. Yeah. It didn't come on me like, you know, yes, you disobedient child. It right. Was, it was, yes, my child. I yes. did. You know, and I've been able to come to terms with so much more with my heart open and my eyes open. And I'm able to see better. I'm able to see better. You know, do you ever have the, the times where you see a complete stranger, complete stranger, and you just know, you just know that they're in a storm? Oh, yeah. You get this impulse to just <laughs> go up and say, I feel so strongly that I am supposed to pray with you or for you right now. Right. I, I have only done that a few times. And each time I'm incredibly uncomfortable. But I also feel very strongly urged to do it. And I'm thinking, all right, you are asking me to step out of the boat. Mm -hmm. mm, mm, mm. Yes. You know, and, and now I, I, I obey that. Yeah. Wouldn't have done that even 10 years ago. No. Think, are you, no, I'm not walking up that stranger. Say, do you want me to pray for you? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know? And now, now I do. Yeah. And. I've also witnessed how uncomfortable it makes other people if there are other people around. Oh yeah. 
you can actually see people cringe, you know, like hunch their shoulders up or put their head down, you know, like, oh, oh, I don't want to hear this. I sit there and think, all right, regardless of whether they want to hear it or see it, they're seeing it and they're hearing it. And I was one of those people. Of, of course. You know, so I recognize that too. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was where you were at. And I always want to say, you know, hey, give it five or 10 years. You might be doing what I'm doing right now. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. And all of that, all of that stuff, it's all, it's all part of the same, you know, ball of goodness when you, when you're in your daily routine of, you know, doing your job, you know, doing, being an entrepreneur is not an easy thing. No, no, it, it, it isn't. And I most often talk to women who say, you know, I, I have my tribe of people, but they don't get it. They don't get me. And because I feel like sometimes we keep faith and business separated like church and state, then we don't, we, we are even more, we feel even more isolated, which on one hand, absolutely drives us to be more trusting and, and more in prayer and, and spending our time and really getting deeper in our relationship with the Lord. And at the same time, it's what I most often hear women. Like I want to, I want somebody who gets it, who gets how to do business God's way to hold me accountable. And I want to feel like I belong with other Christian women in business. And I want to feel like I have a connection in a safe space where people could pray over me or I could share what I'm going through and not be judged. And then I want godly insights. I, you know, I want discernment. I want to surround myself with that. And so it's kind of what I call like these ABCD of walking out this pursuit of success God's way. We need accountability and belonging and connection and discernment. And we tend to try to do it all by ourselves. And first of all, entrepreneurship is already isolating and challenging. And then here we are as women, like, I got this. Well, then throw, throw, like, throw a pandemic in there too. And Oh, well, then there's that, right? <laughs> you know, might as well throw one of those in. <laughs> totally. So that's yeah. what I hope my message like brings to people, that they're not alone and that it is possible. And, you know, it doesn't mean the way of poverty, but it also means you have to be in touch with you have to have a relationship with the Lord to know that it's his will over yours, his great over our good. And, um, and it can be done. And you have to unashamedly claim that. Yes. I know when, even, you know, when I first lost my job and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm collaborating faith-based books. I'm doing collaborative book projects with women from all over the world, sharing their stories of when grace found them. Mm. And I was I, I, several times at the beginning of that journey, I found myself saying, you know, almost, you know, out loud to myself, um, wow, do I really want to be like blasting this all over social media and publicly, you know, aren't people going to cringe, you know? Yeah. That, yeah. And, but that thought only lasted, you know, less than 10 seconds because the, my next thought was, well, yes, I do. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Regardless, you know, I don't care how uncomfortable it makes somebody. If you don't, if you're uncomfortable, then scroll on by. Right, right. You know? But, and, but, and at the same time, we have no idea how in that moment God can change. Our, like, oh. Right, right. Yeah. So that's scrolling by. Maybe the next day they're going, wait a minute, what was that thing I saw about grace yesterday? Right. Yes. So that's what, you know, and I, I had to convince myself, but I also know it was God probably with his two by four, you know, a couple of times. <laughs> yes, you will do that. <laughs> it does. But, yeah. uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm thankful. 
I'm very, yeah. very thankful and grateful that I am open and acknowledge that I need to follow those nudges and those little, you know, when they shoved you to one silo, but no, 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 this direction, dear heart. Yeah. yeah. You know, I want you to, this might seem like a really good idea right now, but I'm going to steer you over here instead. Right. You know, right. so, and I'm able to recognize those. Yeah. yeah. Which More often. is yeah. huge, you know? Well, and I think that as the deeper we go in that relationship with him, we're able to recognize it faster and we're able to make that, you know, turn that other way better. And, um, but it all starts with that relationship yep. and the daily discipline of the relationship. It's not an easy road, but no, but it's the greatest never, adventure we'll ever it have. It is. Stephen Curtis Chapman has a song called the great adventure. Have you ever uh, heard it? I feel like I have heard that. It's I love Stephen Curtis Chapman, Yes. but the, the, the song it's the great adventure and it's all about that. You know, it it's, is. It, it is, it's an adventure and you know, can be a bumpy ride. So strap yourself in. That's right. But the end result. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. Can't beyond our imagination. That's right. That's right. You know, oh, I love that. I, I know. Isn't it great? <laughs> just gives you, doesn't it like gives you a boost of energy. And just I know. Down. <laughs> it does. No, it really does. And, and you know, and I feel like, listen, if you're listening to this and you're like, who are these crazy? <laughs> Just know, I mean, I know it sounds so cliche to be that excited about what the Lord can do, but man, like if you give it a chance, exactly. I, I don't know. Yeah. Give it a chance because, well, you and I are both the way I say it, newbie Christians. That's it. You know, Absolutely. so geez, <laughs> I sit there and think, well, if, if I turned around, and I, right. I, you know, and I, I was not like ever a bad person. No. I mean, it's like, you know, I've seen so many people, even in my church, that have had such much more difficult roads than I have. Oh, yeah. And they struggle with um, addictions of yeah. all sorts. Yeah. You see them coming to church week after week. And they've got this, you know, each week. Their smile gets brighter. Yes. Their their eyes, you know, you can true. You can you see can it. see it in someone's eyes. You really can. And that's the other thing that I've learned over my journey is to see others through his eyes. Yes. I never did that before. No. I you know, I often say I am so sorry for being the judgmental person that I can be at times. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Especially especially how I was in the past. Yeah. And you, know, you feel really convicted. Yes. We need to feel that too. Absolutely. That's, it's a, it's a, it is a, an amazing adventure and journey and one I plan on staying on. Oh yes. <laughs> Not getting off this ride. That's nope. right. That is right. <laughs> so, Hey, as we wrap this up, what is something that you would like to leave the listeners with today that they can think about, chew on or put into practice? Yeah, I think I would say, I've kind of been praying about that as we go along. Um, your business is his vehicle. Let him drive. I know it sounds way better when Carrie Underwood says it, but literally give Jesus the wheel. The wheel. I mean, <laughs> for real, just let him drive. If people are sitting there thinking, I don't even get, I don't get that. You know what? If you, if, you know, you let that sink in your heart, you will get it. He it'll, will do that. Yeah, it'll come clear because he'll make it clear for you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, just got to have faith. Yeah. 
open your heart and have faith. I oh, love it. Only takes a little nugget. <laughs> With your bucket of nuggets. My bucket of nuggets. <laughs> a little bucket of mustard seed. I love it. So good. Well, thank you, Erin, so much for being on Let Fear Bounce today. This was a true joy. I absolutely enjoyed talking to you and would love to talk to you again in the future. Yeah, thank you so much, Kim. It has been my honor and privilege. All right, thanks. Have a wonderful day.